This is June the 29th of 2022 Wednesday night Bible study with our CE director, Reverend Mac Perry, here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Women's Church. Today's message is the crucifixion, part three. Here's Brother Mac. So let's get started uh, with eight. When Pilate therefore heard, I'll talk about that a little bit, uh, that saying, he was the more afraid. Now there we'll talk about that. I think he's beyond being afraid now. He's actually starting, when you look up the word, the Hebrew word uh, uh, that come from, uh, that afraid came from, it starts to talk about fear. He's actually starting to have fear in his heart. And why is he having fear in his heart? Because he knows the people are doing wrong and he's already done wrong. And he's believing more and more that this is someone that's very special. And then verse 9, And went again into the judgment hall, and then went again into the judgment hall. So, now think about this. We're going to talk about this a little bit uh, as I present it to you, is that he's been whipped and beaten and had a crown of thorns on. So his... His body is really in pain. He's in a lot of. He's doing a lot of suffering, but yet, the uh, the uh, governor is Pilate is calling him back into again to talk to him and listen. We'll, we'll listen to what he says. And and uh, and saith to Jesus, "Whence art thou?" But Jesus gave him no words. Who are you? Who are you? You know why are you suffering like this? Why are you allowing this to happen to you? And then verse ten. Then saith Pilate to him, Speakest thou not to me? In other words, you're not saying nothing. You didn't answer me. And uh, knowest that, that not that I have power to crucify thee and have the power to release thee. So he's basically saying, you know, I have the power to uh, release you. And then listen to what Jesus answered. Thou couldn't, couldn't have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore... He that delivered me unto thee hath greater sin. Now that is another point tonight that I want to talk about. Listen, to it. therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Kind of clarifies for me a little bit that there is, all sin is sin, but it tells me there is levels of sin. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And I'll re, uh, reference some scriptures. In verse 12, And from henceforth Pilate sought to release him. And I'll stop there because I really uh, want to go through verse 11 and, uh, and go from there. So let's first, we, uh, we're, I've, I've titled last week's, uh, last time we were together, uh, the crucifixion. And this is also the crucifixion. It's leading up to the crucifixion. And just to remind us of where we're at uh, in the lesson tonight, uh, when I look back at last uh, time we were together, I read to you verses uh, 2 and 3. And the soldiers had twisted together thorns and uh, put together a crown on his head, and they put him uh, a purple robe around him, and uh, they were again hollering out, Hail the King of the Jews. In other words, they were mocking him, and they... They were trying to uh, humiliate him, and they actually struck him in the face. It was a game. When you look back at the way the Romans treated people that were going through what he was going through at the time, the crucifixion is they, they had a game of hitting him and, and trying to t uh, haunt him and taunt him and, and just humiliate him in any way they could. So the more Pilate, and then again, Pilate came out in the verses last week, uh, last couple weeks ago when we the last lesson, 
He said to the Jews, look, I'm bringing him back uh, out to you again to let you know that I find no basis. So he's presenting them to him. And you know what? I'm, I'm thinking in my heart here and what I presented last time is, you know, Jesus is wearing a crown of thorns, a purple robe, and Pilate, Pilate is bringing... And then I, I didn't, it didn't sink in until I started really thinking about when the wording that ended, I think it was, uh, let's see, verse 5, it said, here is the man. So basically, he's presenting Jesus to them again, and this time he's, re, he's presented him to them. To, he's present, presenting Jesus to them again, but now he's been beaten. He's basically mutilated. I mean, his, his, uh, his body, has, he's got parts of his body hanging out where this whip that I described to you a few lessons back, just beat him up, you know, and they're still hollering out, crucify him, crucify him. So, um, I, I believe Pilate, when he, when he used the word, here is the man, he was so, as Isaiah told us, I referred back, he had been deformed in a way that they may not have recognized him. In fact, Isaiah told us he was not recognizable. So they're saying, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Pilate saying, look, you've mutilated him. You, you've done a lot of damage to you. He's bleeding. You know, do you want to continue? You know, why do you want to continue? You, you've, you've done all you can do to him. But yet they said, crucify him, crucify him. But, and Pilate answered again, you know, you know, I find no basis, as it goes on in verse 6, for this charge against this man. So, uh, again, Pilate's trying to get them to change their mind. I presented him to him, but he, it didn't work. And then verse 7, they insisted on that he be crucified. And, you know, what I'm, when I'm visioning this in my mind about what's happening, I go back to Isaiah, and I, I mentioned 52 and 14. After that, meaning when he started that verse, Isaiah started that verse, after the whipping, after the scourging they did, and, and just beating him to, uh, to a pulp, and leaving flesh hanging from him, now with the crown of thorns. Now, you know, I, I, I can imagine the blood just running everywhere and, and, and bleeding. And, but he was still, I mentioned last time, I want to talk about that a little bit more. Jesus was fully in charge of what was going on. He was still alert. He was still aware of his, of his surroundings. And Pilate, by this time, surely is thinking somebody is going to have some sympathy and say, no, they didn't show any sympathy. They didn't care. They just wanted him to be crucified. Pilate did not perceive and understand, as I mentioned last time, the depth of hatred and the depth of envy and selfishness and the depth of things that were in the hearts and mind of these people at the time. And you know, that was evil and evil. And you know, today, I think about it. We, we don't always, under that person is just a mean, evil person. It's hard for us to understand how someone could be that mean. But again, in John, he's telling us that humans can be that way. They can be that way because of envy, pride, selfishness, and all the things that's in this old flesh. So they kept... Uh, shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And, you know, when they wanted to kill him, kill him in verse, I think I ended up with verse 7, they shouted right back at him, by our laws, basically, uh, he ought to die. Well, by their laws, what they were referring to was back in Leviticus, uh, I mentioned in verse, uh, I mean, in chapter 24, 14, and 16, they were referring to the law of Moses, where, which it said, if you blaspheme against God, that is a crime that must be, uh, you know, 
You must be executed. You must be put to death if you did that. But what they did not understand, as I mentioned last time, is that they had allowed their hearts to get so hard and their minds to get focused so much on what they wanted that they didn't understand who he was, that he was the Son of God. Because he had performed miracles, as I talked about. He had performed healings of the blind and leprosy and just so many things caused the the guy to walk. You know, they were blinded to truth. And we as human can be blinded to truth because we let our, our flesh follow those things that we, we think is easier to follow, simple to follow, or maybe more believable. We're, I don't know what all the reason is, but this flesh does that. And the old devil knows that because he knows our weaknesses and he works on that too. That Jesus, they did not understand he was the Son of God. He was not blaspheming. He was not doing that. The blood of Jesus was pure. But man's self-righteousness, I mentioned that last time, that they're so self-righteous that somehow or another they thought that they were going to still go to heaven. They were still doing right. They convinced themselves, you know, that they were, that they, they were in charge of their own salvation. And they, didn't, they weren't going to have to suffer any consequences. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that tonight, about the consequences consequences of what we do. But it is a lie of the flesh and a lie of the devil, as I mentioned. As I concluded last week, they, uh, uh, Jesus was innocent. I mentioned many times that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had told already many times how uh, 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 even Pilate himself had said he was innocent. But also I concluded, concluded last time with some other people other than Pilate saying he was innocent because in Matthew 27 and 4, when we get there, you know, Judas declared, I have sinned for I have betrayed an innocent man. So he starts to realize when we get to 27, chapter 27, we'll we'll study more about that. Also in Matthew 27, Pilate's wife sent a message to the Roman governor that don't have anything to do with this man because he's innocent. She had a dream. And then in Luke 23 and 15, King Herod found him blameless. And then in Luke 23, he found out the thief on the cross said, I have done wrong and need to be punished, but this man is innocent. I mean, it goes on in the centurion, as we'll learn in, in chapter 27, I think it is, we'll learn. And then also the crowd there that day said that an innocent man was being crucified. Surely he was the son of God. No one would have went through what he did without being the Son of God. Think about that. All that he went through and all that he did absolutely convinces me and I think convinces all of us that we love him while, uh, while we love him because he stood up for us and went through all this for us. He gave himself the only one that could have done that. He was beaten brutally to death, almost. Tonight, I want to start our Bible study uh, in verse 8. And what what caught my attention in the very first verse 8, when Pilate heard this, meaning what he's remaining is, he's referring back to chapter 7 that we just uh, refreshed our memory on, that, you know, we have a law that he must die. Well, this sent chills. It sent fear into Pilate's heart. He He just felt like this was wrong. He just knew that it was wrong. And when the Jews brought up this charge, uh, Pilate was already frightened, and, 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 but now it added fear. When I looked at the uh, last part of verse 8, Pilate became more afraid. 
Uh, when we look at the, the, the Greek word afraid, the word it came from is phobia, which is a, a Greek word. This Greek word moves us in emotional state from really fear into a terror and panic. He was actually terrified at this time. He was really, you know, it's safe to say that Pilate was really close to completely losing it because he was so frustrated and so afraid because what Pilate did, you know, is that he was at a point where he knew that he was, he was not. You know, I think now he's beginning to say, this man, something special about him. He is someone special, and he, may, he is a godly kind of man. And I think uh, he's just believing that, you know, he's very concerned, very concerned. So verse 9, Pilate asked again. He brought him back in, and he says, where do you come from? And Jesus did not answer the question. And, he, and in verse 10, do you refuse to speak to me is basically what Pilate said. And don't you realize that I have the power to release you? Well, that's what the lesson tonight, one of the things that sunk into, uh, kind of sunk into my heart about what uh, Pilate's questioning was, but what Jesus' answer, listen to what Jesus' answer said. You have no power over me. You have no power over me if it were not given to you from my Father. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you are guilty of great greater sin. So I want to take that in two parts. Those two parts stuck in my heart. First, let's notice that Jesus did not respond to the question, but continue to remain in charge of things when we continue to read. It's important for us to notice and also important for us to understand John wrote this and also Matthew, Mark, Luke and uh, also wanted us to understand Jesus never complained. He never begged for mercy. He never, you know, called the Jews a liar. He never tried to defend anything or accuse anybody anything. He didn't get mad. He didn't get upset. He took charge of things. Jesus wants us to do the same thing. And he wants us to respond as Jesus did. And you say, Mac, how do we do this when we're in great pain or when we're facing trials? I believe the lessons for us to learn tonight is, first, He wants us to look to who He looked to. Let me get that out. To His Father. He is the Son of God, but we are children of God. We are to look to the Father first and not get, start blaming people and getting upset about things. We are to look to God. That's where the answer is. That's who's in charge of things. That's how do we take charge of things. And you know, we, we, we are, and how do we do that? You say, well, how do we do that? How do we give it to God? How do we look to God? We are to give God our heart, our soul, our mind. Give ourselves completely to Him. We are to pray about it. We are to fast about it. We are to read His Word. His Word is food into our soul. It is the guidance that we need. This is what Jesus is trying to tell us, what John is trying to tell us. He didn't start complaining. He didn't start murmuring about all the things around Him and looking at all the bad and getting uh, uh, taken down with those bad things. He kept His eyes on His Father. He kept His eyes on God and that's what He's expecting us to do. He wants us to take charge of things through His Father. And that's 
putting our complete faith and trust in his Father. That's what he wants. I think about this, and I think John is telling us how important it is that we, we comprehend this, that we, we read about what's happening to Jesus right now. You know, he's bleeding. He's in pain. He's just got whipped almost to death. In fact, the whipping was designed that he got, the 30-some lashes that he got, was designed to beat him to death. I would imagine that his body, his nerves are screaming with pain. It's very painful. But yet, our Lord Jesus Christ was fully in charge of things. You know, I think about some of the pain that we go through, some of the trials that we go through. It's really difficult. It's really distracting. It really takes our mind off what Jesus is trying to help us with here and what John is trying to tell us. Here our Jesus was in control because he was looking to the Father. He completely had his faith and his trust in his Father. He did not lose his ability to clearly and fully think. He was fully alert. A lesson for us. What happens? <laughs> Y'all love this. This is a Macism. But you, you know, when we get mad and upset, we do a stupid, don't we? We do a stupid. We hurt people. We hurt things around us. We say things that we will regret. We sooner or later regret. We have to be careful and not get mad and upset. What a lesson Jesus is teaching us tonight. When we're in pain, when we're hurting, when we, we don't lose control, we give the control to God. We put our faith in Him. Listen what uh, Jesus said to Pilate in verse 11. You have no authority over me. Hallelujah. That ought to send you as a person that loves uh, Jesus Christ chills up and down your spine. Think about it. Think about what He says. You have no authority over me except what God allows you to do is basically what he's saying. Hallelujah. Clearly says to me that we should tell the devil to get behind us. He ain't in charge of nothing. Hallelujah. Our Father is in charge of our life. We just have to give it to him. We don't have anything to worry about. We belong to God. God is who we ought to be looking to when we get in trouble. He's in charge. That's what Jesus is telling us tonight. Jesus' discussion with Pilate was still very highly intelligent, very aware, and very in control. And that's what God wants us to do with the things that we're confronted with here on this earth. We can be in control. All we got to do is give it to Him. This clearly shows me that Pilate wasn't his equal. Pilate was afraid. He was in fear. He didn't know what to do. He had no answers. The only answers he had is what, you know, the old flesh was giving him, which were all wrong. We are not in any way, as, he, as Jesus was not equal to anyone else, you know what? We're not equal to this world. That came into my heart. We're not equal to this world. Things in this world is not, should not be bothering us. We should be giving it to God. We should be giving it to God. Now, I'm not saying that's an easy thing because it takes faith. It takes, it takes perseverance. It takes us reading and studying the Word every day, not one day a week. It, it takes us a commitment to prayer. It takes us a commitment to Jesus. And you know what? He will commit to us when we do that. Our Savior was a strong man. Hallelujah. Even though he was in the flesh, he was a strong man because he had faith 
in God. Remember, he's in a body. He's in a flesh, fleshly body just like us. Was in a lot of pain, in a lot of pain. But he was in charge of everything because his father gave him that blessing and blessed him because he had the faith and trust in him. When I look at the second part of chapter, I mean verse 11. Therefore the one who handed me over to you are guilty of greater sins. I first want to say, I, I, and, and make sure, I, I know I understand, but I want everybody listening to understand, um, Pilate was guilty of sin. He wasn't saying that you have done no sin. What Jesus was saying about greater sin, I'm going to try to help us understand a little bit. You may already know, but I want to clarify it a little bit more, maybe, would you? But Pilate was surely guilty of sin. Jesus was not saying he wasn't. But Pilate did not have the courage to stand up and believe what he knew. I think that's important for us to know. That when we know the truth, we know the word of God, we need to have the courage to stand up. So if we do not stand up for God and stand up for the word, stand up for the church, stand up for what we think is right, then we're sinning. It's a sin. We have to stand up for what God wants us to stand up for. So in all ways of looking at it, Pilate was a sinner. But Jesus was clearly saying that these Jewish leaders, the ones that were selfish, lying, prideful, uh, self-centered hearts, those that were, those were committed to greater sin. Greater, they had a greater sin in the heart. They were looking for their own personal gain. They were greater sinners. They wanted him crucified. They wanted him put to death. They were greater sinners. Which in my mind, this first confirms to me there is levels of sin. Now what do I mean by that? All sin is wrong. All sin is bad. All sin is going to send you hell. But on judgment day, hallelujah, on judgment day, there will be sin that will be judged greater and more uh, 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 in the lake of fire, I guess a hotter fire. I don't know how what's going to happen, but I can tell you this. When, when on judgment day, they will be judged severely based on their sin. I believe that. That's what my, he is telling us here. There's a greater sin. And especially, especially those sins against God. Think about that. I think those are greater sins. If they are blatantly, intentionally and, uh, against God, they are wrong. And that's blaspheming. That is against God. And those will be dealt with on judgment day directly. Pilate never had been confronted, I don't think, in making any decisions. Clearly, he's, I don't think he'd ever had fear in his heart from making a judgment in the past as a governor, but he had fear in his heart. He did not understand again that the seriousness of these people's heart, how hard-hearted they had begun. He was convinced Jesus was an innocent man, but yet he did nothing about it. As Christians living in the times that we're in right now, all signs are telling us that we will be confronted and tested uh, with, uh, to make decisions either to support God's Word, all of God's Word, part of God's Word, 
You can't support part of God's words. You have to support all of God's word. So tonight, as I conclude with this uh, brief message, the question that should be on our heart is, are we 100% committed to the word of God? Not partially, but 100. Some may think I, there was one more thing that come into my thought as I'm praying. And, and, and really, as I'm thinking about it, Jesus could have said a lot of stuff when he was questioned by Pilate, right? We, 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 we love as humans to argue and debate and say I'm innocent and this and that and the other, but Jesus did not. Some may think, you know, why didn't Jesus try to defend himself? He was passive as one Bible scholar, one person I was reading an article or in the book about how he kind of felt Jesus was passive about the way of what was happening to him. And what, what he meant by this is that, you know, why didn't he try to defend himself? Why was he so passive about it? He wasn't passive about it. What the world don't know and what they didn't know at the time and what sin don't know and understand is that just what it says in Isaiah 53 and 7, Jesus stood before man as a righteous man, the Son of God, as a lamb of God led to slaughter. He was just allowing him, them at that time, and he's allowing us in our own free will to send him to Calvary uh, and to fulfill exactly what happened then was to fulfill exactly what was planned, the righteousness of the word. In other words, Jesus is righteousness. Jesus is the way and the truth. He's the only way. It all had to happen just like it was planned so that we would have a way uh, to, to the throne of, of God so that we could be saved. No other way. Man may be convinced in their own mind, some sinners convince themselves that just like I believe these leaders at this time thought they were so, so high-minded, so righteous in their flesh that they could not see the really truth in Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me as I close tonight? In Isaiah 53 and 7 and also in Matthew 3 and 15, um, Jesus, the ending of those was, uh, uh, verses says, Jesus could, feel, could fulfill all righteousness according to the word. So Jesus, the whole uh, uh, crucifixion and the building up of crucifixion was about how much love he had for us and dying for us. Would you come forward? Let's pray together tonight. Uh, we had a great prayer service uh, yesterday morning um, and prayed for a lot of people. And we're believing tonight. Uh, we believed yesterday. We're going to believe again tonight. There's a few more things that... Uh, there's a lot of things that we need to be praying, continue to pray about, but I believe God is is uh, got the answers. He wants us to look to Him. You know, when we're going through our trials and pains, I think these verses told me clearly that I often don't look where I ought to be looking for the answer. There is an answer. We just got to look in the right places. And that's why we get so frustrated and get so mad sometimes because it's not done the way we think it should be done. We get frustrated. We need to look to God. God has the answer. Would you pray with me? You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Church. 
The Pine Level Pentecostal in His Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.